three people on a couch back at it with another episode today we have a very special guest Ernesto Villasis he is a healer and presenter he's done healings throughout North Central and South America and today he is here to enlighten us all we have our cool glasses on yay so. these are enlightenment glasses right yeah yes <laughs> Ernesto welcome to the show three people on a couch welcome thank you Steve thank you Brian thank you Amanda Thank you for enlightening us today. Or you will. <laughs> no, I know. And that's it. I hope you enjoyed the Amanda's, show. Amanda's going to love I mean, I'm so new to this. I don't even know. When I when am I supposed to feel enlightening? Is that a feeling? Um, It's a lifestyle. More oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. We'll start off slow, and then we'll get into more and more things. We can start uh, with this. These are glasses. They're blue. Bl- <laughs> they're they're invented bl- by Benjamin Franklin. They're they're blue. They're blue blocking glasses, and this is from what I learned that blue light, which is artificial light from electricity or devices, is really unhealthy for your brain to be in front of at nighttime. So these will actually eliminate the color blue. So. Mine look like I'm about to go run a marathon, though. <laughs> Yours looks like you're going to be doing some welding in the back of the Three people on a couch sponsored by welding equipment. <laughs> These actually uh, are pretty cool because the lights look orange. And I think uh, Joey actually used to drive with these on sometimes. And you told me that... Uh, you couldn't see any of the green lights. Now for all those people listening to this, and be like, "Who's Joey?" Yeah, who's who is the <laughs> who are they talking person? about? He, well, and this is when I first uh, originally saw them is through him, and I remember one time he was driving, and he's like, "I actually can't even see any of the green lights." The audience still has no idea who you're talking about. He's the, ca- the camera. The camera. Guy. <laughs> he's the camera guy, and like he is amazing. We couldn't have done this without him. So it looks amazing here. I want to jump right into it. Yes. Um, this has been a crazy year. Um, and there was an article that was released by the New York Times with some video as well. Um, I believe it was the Tic Tac. There was a video, a um, bunch of military people had seen stuff. They'd uh, reported it for years. No one said anything. And there was this bombshell report by New York Times. Now, obviously, they're you know, more of a legit newspaper out there, a news source. And this is quite shocking. But it was during a very stressful time for a lot of people that every time I called them, I was like, did you see the New York Times today and hear about the aliens? Like, I don't have time for that. Like trying to pay my bills. Like nobody cared. Nobody cared. It's, COVID has beat everyone down so much. Literally. We're, we're already getting started with gradual disclosure and people are just like, well, do you need to be vaxxed to get on the ship? It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> what is it? Focusing you, on the wrong thing. When you say the word disclosure, do you just mean like someone releasing information? What does that mean, disclosure? Yeah, well, disclosure means, yeah, releasing information. Uh, it's interesting that the government is now releasing more information, sort of like in a drip style, um, is what they call it. <laughs> and um, it's funny that you mentioned like this whole COVID thing. And this uh, New York Times video I was featured in was supposed to actually be released last year, and it got delayed. So it got delayed by like I think eight or nine months. Um, I don't know, like with. With UFOs, it's I don't trust always what the government says. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I'll just be straight up. Um, I think they do know that there is life on other planets. I think they do know that we've been visited. But what I don't trust is the narrative that they have behind it. Um, so I'm very careful with what they say. I always look at it from. I don't like take it firsthand like, yeah, that's true. What they said is true. Mm-hmm. I always kind of take a step back, analyze it, put it through the filter of what I know about UFOs and extraterrestrials. 
and and then you know i take it from there so in terms of what they released what exactly did they release like there was all this buzz they released this what was the video what was so prominent about this video well you you mentioned the tic tac video mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> from what it looks like in the video it does it does look like a legit ufo we we got to understand that the term ufo means unidentified flying object mm-hmm. so it it could actually mean something that is from this world all right we just don't know what it is you know um but whether it's it's from this earth or not i really don't know there could be technology uh from secret government programs that you know can you know that they have craft that can go really fast and that sort of thing i don't know so i'll tell you honestly i don't know for sure what that tic tac is but what i could say for sure is that there is life on other planets there is life outside of this earth and that we've been visited that i can tell you wholeheartedly like what's my what belief. gives you that like evidence that for you in your own life like it makes you have so convicted in that statement so it's it's funny you ask me that because I've actually never seen a a UFO. I've never from my knowledge I I don't think I've ever met an extraterrestrial either. I might have. Something I have to show you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um the the way I've arrived to believing in it wholeheartedly is through my own logic. So my own research, my own logic and intuition yeah i was just gonna say that i feel like intuition plays a the biggest role in it we don't know for sure through facts but there's some things that resonate at your core more than others and for some people more than others like maybe for et life for you guys it's you want to see the facts everyone wants to see the facts but i feel like certain things it just feels like yeah of course that's true right that then we get into the realm of more like mental spiritual you know type of talk when we talk about intuition we're talking about kind of like a sixth sense Mm -hmm. right um from what i understand from my studies in spirituality metaphysics women actually have stronger intuitions they have a stronger psychic sixth sense (laughs) yes it's true and mothers of all female the the mothers have it very strongly um I don't want to get too metaphysical into it, but when they give birth, apparently they go through a really, really strong spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. It makes sense because when a woman is pregnant, they're reconnecting with spirit world, so to speak, when a a soul is coming in to incarnate back into a, a vessel. So going through that, it's like everyone's born and we're connected to spirit. And then we kind of get like lost in the, the mix of, this very interesting stimulating place and then when a woman is pregnant she's kind of reconnected to that in a way even if you don't believe um, it's a spiritual thing it's everyone can agree that the miracle of life this a woman is birthing life creating something and it's it's really special <laughs> it is like you're like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you're like, Brian is looking at me like is that true? And I'm like I don't know. I haven't given birth yet. So we'll see. In a past life. Yeah, in a past <laughs> life, maybe. But right now, no. Not even close. But yeah, it, it sounds interesting. I, I, I'm very near to this. I just know that I'm super scared about childbirth. I'm just so scared of it. I don't know why. I think I told 
I think I said that on the previous episode when we were talking about sex. And I was just like, I'm terrified of giving birth. And I don't really know why. I just know. Yeah, I would be too if I was, I'd be honest. Like, I've thought about it before. Like, what if I was a a woman? And like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, I have a lot of respect for mothers. Like, extreme amount of respect. They go through so much pain. But um, okay. How do we get into? I feel like giving birth is—it's like going in in for a like big surgery, and a lot of times it actually ends in a surgery if you're getting a C-section or something. So, like that happened to my friend. She went in expecting to give birth, and it's like surprise! Like you're getting a surgery. She wow. got breast implants. No, she got a. She got <laughs> hey, when that happens, <laughs> she got damn a, it. So I get why a part of you is nervous about it but i feel like most women i've spoken to as soon as their baby is given to them it's it's i know because it's like when you give birth i have a lot of friends that did it you know they say like oh it was the best day of my life it's the worst day of my life it hurts so much it's undescribable but they still like do it again like people have siblings you know (laughs) so it can't be that bad news people have siblings. (laughs) (laughs) the new no but like so it has to be very special how is um you know being from sweden is there talk of aliens there do people even talk about it is it sort of just whatever or what's the i'm trying to think about it no we don't really it's not like a big thing there or we discuss it in school maybe on a like everyone is I guess open to it because mm-hmm. it wouldn't really make sense if we were the only <laughs> living thinking creature mm-hmm. in the entire universe. It just doesn't make sense. But other than that, no, we we don't have like a framework of this is this is life on other planets. I wonder if there's a department of like UFO research or sightings in Sweden. I think there probably is. I know Brazil has. I know a lot of big countries do. Um so actually, I did recently a podcast. I'm trying to get a podcast of my own too, <laughs> um, with this girl from Brazil, and she was telling me that Brazil has a UFO day, a national UFO day. Hmm. Wow! Where, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where um, it was one day. <laughs> I can't remember the day, but it was <laughs> sometime I think in the 80s, where there was like over a dozen UFO sightings in like large cities across Brazil. And the Brazilian Air Force was like, what is going on here? <laughs> so they they couldn't even, like, explain it. Um, so they had to make a UFO day because <laughs> it was such they, a fascinating. They had something similar here, I think, uh, the Phoenix Lights. The Phoenix Lights, the Phoenix yes. Lights. In 1991. I, yeah. In the Those n- were the 12, um, the 12 lights that showed up and, like, 300 people saw it all. Is that what that is? No, no it was more, when, like, way 50, more than 300. 15 flashlights, like, fell off the back of a truck. And outside Phoenix, and they get <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Wrap me in the here. All right. Sweet, sweetest in the room. Sweetest in the room. You have to recap for okay, me. What so happened? So the, the Phoenix Lights is yeah. when multiple UFOs. Was it how many? I don't even know. But they flew over the city of Phoenix and they hung out above for a while, so long that people there was no refuting that that happened but the media refused to cover it yeah basically. hundreds probably tens to probably hundreds of thousands of people reported there must be tons of video footage there is there and is, there's yeah. even a documentary film there is phoenix lights probably and there, <laughs> but i so i watched this some there's some a there's ago. a book too avatars of the phoenix lights mm-hmm. and i think 
the name of the extraterrestrials that were allegedly in those were the Yael. I think that's what they were called in the book. Who comes up with these names? Um, <laughs> John Yael. No coincidence. He's no, also the author. But you know what I found interesting about that sighting? I'm glad you brought that up because um, a lot of the people that saw that sighting reported to have felt a sense of peace and love. Mm. So one thing when I talk to UFO contactees or uh, people that have had sightings and that sort of thing, I've talked to a lot of them. Of course, because I belong to a church <laughs> that's based on UFO things. Um, they, I asked them, like, so what did you feel when you had that sighting? Because one thing is, okay, actually visibly, like physically seeing something. Okay, it was triangular shaped. It was rectangular shaped. Oh, it blinked in and out of, you know, existence. Oh, it was transparent. Another thing is, but what did you feel? Like, what kind of feeling did it mm. give you? And a lot of the time, it's like excitement or, ooh, ah. But these people from Phoenix Lights, a lot of them felt peace and love and, you know. Almost like a return heart. to home yeah. type of feeling. They didn't feel any threat. This and this thing didn't give any threat. It didn't bomb. <laughs> like It didn't, like, shoot down laser beams. Because mm. we got to think about it. If, if these craft come to this earth, right, from a very, very far place, they must have the technology then to destroy us and wipe us out in minutes or hours. Mm -hmm. But yet they don't. Why not? This is what I don't get, though. So let's say, mm -hmm. like, if they're hanging out above Phoenix, just chilling there. Mm -hmm. It's obvious. Look, there's aliens. They exist, right? Mm -hmm. Why not just come down and give a speech? Ah. Say hi. Well, Go for yeah, lunch. Okay. I know a great spot. It's got breakfast <laughs> specials if the aliens are listening. I so if we have anyone that is not from this earth listening to <laughs> I this think, podcast, I think, th I think the reason why they don't is because it's our lesson to learn to create peace here and to raise our frequency and become a society that can overcome our fears. Because in our consciousness, we have so much fear about the idea of what's in the unknown. The fear of death is huge. The fear of what's in outer space. Is there other life out there? And we repress and compartmentalize all of this fear and we see it presented in the media where ets and aliens are malevolent violent beings that are against us and that's just a reflection of the fear we have so we're not going to get the lessons per se i know that's not a we're not going to get the lessons unless the teacher shows up i know but no but it's not a satisfying answer because it's like just show up just show up already well, but if, if so they, we said they most likely have the technology to destroy the earth they've traveled who knows how long to get but so why not use their cloaking devices they know we have if they do exist they don't have to show their spaceships why hang out there even and show that they're real if not because it because it gets step. the conversation Whoa. going but saying to, for us to learn a lesson is almost like telling a bunch of eight-year-olds to like figure out teaching themselves class it's just not gonna happen i mean who says that we're not in contact with them uh, we, i mean we could the be. thing yeah, is the thing is for sure. yeah because the thing is i i'm like I don't know what I believe in at all, but I'm like, well, if they are here, if they even entered the earth, like who would they speak to? Because I already know that there's a small percentage of people on this earth that is, will be like, you cannot find them anywhere. Um, and because they're rich or, you know, like stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I definitely think that if we have some contacts, 
we might already have someone that so you know what you're trying to say is we should try to reach out and bring him on the podcast yes okay. <laughs> so if yeah. you're listening <laughs> once again well, no I'll, i can yeah, i can sorry. sort of answer this um yes so steve steve kind of brought up something that that i hold as a belief as well and that is uh karma mm -hmm. right um if they just showed up and said hey we're here you know we have this magic wand we can fix all your problems in a blink of an eye we wouldn't learn the lessons that we need to learn in order to evolve and you kind of like kind of preluded to that with the eight-year-old telling mm -hmm. them what to do you see these beings are they're, they're more technologically advanced mm -hmm. than us they're more spiritually advanced than us so they look at us like this in the classroom right. of the universe and they urge us they want us to get better they've actually been coming here for millennia in different ways as different spiritual leaders telling us showing us the path back to goodness to love and greatness um but we keep on and on you know this cycle vicious cycle of greed of power of torture of uh you know so they can't do everything for us you know like suppose you have an eight-year-old if, if you always uh parent it till it's 30 years old it's never gonna grow up to be on its own effectively in society so we have a responsibility in the ethereum society we say for every step we take towards a cosmic master they take two towards us so we got to actually do the work ourselves god helps those who help themselves so we have to um, kind of like show them we're ready and then they will come, you know. So I just think uh, as a teacher myself, I think a way better approach is to show up now and be like, hey, guys, this is an option. But they have. That's Test the it thing. out, like do mass, like, like, like go there, like, you know. Like, <clears throat> but you're using logic and I think mm -hmm. that's what trips people up because logically it would make sense. Like stop all the war right now. But it begs the question, what is this experience we call life? We're basing it on this 3D reality we've created of the society structured and we use money and we do this and mm -hmm. we do these types of things. But what are the real lessons of why why we're actually right. here doing you, this? Because you might feel like you're ready to have a contact with them, right? To have a very spiritual, beautiful experience with an extraterrestrial from Venus, for example, or Mars. Mm -hmm. You might feel, you might feel you're ready. Yeah, probably all of us in here will actually show them love and respect right but that's our individual karma we share karma with the whole of the human race as well we share karma in regards when you say to karma, country. what do you mean by that i i did a presentation on this <laughs> recently so it's still fresh in my mind uh karma the word karma means action mm -hmm. it's actually a sanskrit word just like yoga yoga comes from the sanskrit language it's one of two most ancient languages and every every action has a reaction that is the law of karma right but karma is every thought word or deed right so by every thought and every word we say and every act we do we're developing either good karma or bad karma right so we got to make sure we always are aware of our thoughts and words and deeds so that we create a good karmic pattern you know, that's that's what all the great religious or spiritual leaders have taught us. Be good to one another, serve one another, because they want us to develop a good karmic pattern so that then we can have greater realizations and live in a 
more beautiful environment like they did or they do in their home planets do you think out of all of like like we have socialism communism capitalism what do you think aliens would be more inclined (laughs) to want to use so for us so they mm because the reason i ask is like people naturally have different gifts and abilities and drives right some people are are super ambitious and they want to start their own businesses and they'll work you know literally over 100 hours a week even though they're the richest person in the world like elon musk right and there's plenty examples like that then you have opposite people like second they get rich they're done they retire at 30 and like that's it so people have different intrinsic sort of goals and motivations um so i'm curious how that could work or how would you answer that in terms of like what do you see like say aliens came up Mm -hmm. and we all found it we're like yes we're, we're at that level what does the world look like now is everyone equal well to just answer that last point no no one's equal um i know that's like you know <laughs> a slap in the face probably to a lot of people <laughs> yeah i'm not holding back like dave Chappelle. so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um no one is created equal uh, you can't tell me that jesus is equal to hitler mm-hmm. you know obviously jesus is more important to the world than hitler is but it doesn't mean that hitler doesn't have the same potential as jesus he does mm-hmm. and he will eventually become a jesus Everyone will become Jesus. Everyone eventually will become like a Jesus. Mm -hmm. In terms of just being compassionate. Exactly. And just of, in terms of like, yes, of, and that's of awareness of consciousness and and power. Huh? Who does Jesus become? Well, if we're all become like, Hey, who does he become? Jesus, he, he too, he too will continue evolving, evolving and evolving till becomes if you want to go that deep just pure pure light yeah i mean we all so like one of the most beautiful truths that i have you know uh, found and believe in is that yeah that we all eventually will journey our way back to the absolute reality the source all in all the source we are we're all on our way back home all right mm-hmm. to our creator that's that's a truth that's been propounded in hinduism and other traditions throughout the millennia and you Ram Dass fan? You know, <laughs> I just recently started getting into him. I wasn't like I I never really got too much into him, but um a lot of my friends were heavy in, into his his stuff. So I I do listen to Krishna Das. I met Krishna Das. He was a great Ram Dass follower. Mm-hmm. Um but um yeah, we all we all will eventually reach that that enlightenment that greater awareness and consciousness i kind of kind of see it as two people in a racetrack one person is very enlightened he's doing good deeds good actions serving loving unconditionally so he's running towards the race line he's booking it the other guy is murdering thieving so he has weights on his shoulders so he's long you know taking a long time so it's about taking those weights off and just Mm -hmm. starting to like surrender more to divinity and be good to others and and part of that is you know just going within and and you know studying these things and you know just being more perceptive and like what you guys do here is great i mean you're doing a service to other people you know you're getting the word out you know um you're funny i think humor is medicine it absolutely is you know so you're making people smile so 
if you do that and you use it for good, then you'll see your karmic patterns start changing and things around you, your environment, people start noticing something about you. Like this guy isn't the same, <laughs> you know, the same Brian or the same Steve or the same Amanda as before. So yes, I think that really, uh, it keeps people entrenched in the 3D when we're given names and we think even our self-perception. What does 3D the, mean? Sorry. Uh, Three-dimensional. So we're just dealing with this lower physical reality, space and time, basically. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 3D wasn't a good word, but just... The so when I say 3D, I think of like a movie with glasses and things are popping out. So <laughs> is that more like a, a like a metaphor, like 3D being more like interactive? So, the, so apparently we're already in fourth dimensional because we have three dimensions of space wait, wait, hang and on. one of time. Before we get to four, <laughs> what is 3D still? <laughs> it's, it's just the dimensions that we operate in living in a, in a body in the way we have our five senses and have... Okay, so the, the senses interacting with the people we, you're saying you, we call that 3D. Yeah, it's it's three uh -huh. it's three dimensions of like the vectors of how we perceive, and then the one of time. And what would four D be? We're, so apparently we're already in four D because time. Three D. That was fast. <laughs> we're making progress on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to IMAX, you can <laughs> no, you he you hear like three D, and you think like it's the glasses you right, cut out in the back right, of the right, cereal right. box. And we started the episode right. with red glasses. Exactly. Like. So <laughs> what was I saying? We knew it was coming. So when we're given names, so let's just say when we were living day-to-day -day life and just kind of lost in the day-to-day -day life, we're given names, you're Brian, I'm a Steve. We tend to create a continuity that might not necessarily be there by default unless we keep creating it. And other people will also create that continuity based on the identity that you have but like he was saying you'll notice like oh this seems like a different a different amanda and we'll and we'll just say oh she she changed something happened in her life she changed but it really could be a completely different version of her that is the result of her expanding her consciousness and i think ways. a really simpler way to me almost to to say what you're saying is by changing your habits because right. your habits sort of recreate who you are. Where you wake up. That's what like, I was going to say. Your yeah. habits. I'm stealing this from Joe Dispenza. I was listening to his audio. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's great. And he, he was talking all about yeah, like your yeah. habits. Uh, when you wake up, you know, you turn the TV on, you check your news feed. This reinforces, oh, you know, your life, what's going on in the world. Yes. You go on your Instagram. This reinforces who you are on social media. Then you check the news. That reinforces the fear you now fear. Then you go to your office and you wave to your friend, John. Hey, John, nice to see you. Yes. You sit down. So all these sort of habits. But what changes that. first, the habits or do you have an expansion of consciousness? The and then the habits come from the result I think of that. that. I think it could be a chicken and egg situation, but I personally <laughs> think it's the habits. I think when you consciously start changing your habits, then you become a new person. I actually had like one of those things. Uh, I had a friend who was like struggling and I told him like, when I'm thinking, and this is going to sound a little bit weird, but when I'm thinking, I always try to think positively. So even if I have a bad thought, I end it on like a positive note. Amazing. So even if it's like, oh, it's raining so I can stay in, you know, like even if it's something stupid, it but I always, so I Not always told, no, but I always told him, I was like, think, end the thought positively at least yeah see and that that is a, that is a spiritual practice in itself and i didn't even know and if you can do yeah. that <laughs> if you can do that with ease that's very impressive because i really yeah. struggle with being able to do that i know it's it's it falls into complaining so it's like oh what the hell it's raining and it's the complaints are 
reinforcing a negative It's fun reality. to complain sometimes. And that it's addicting to complain to feel yeah. sorry for yourself. And it's it a, it's we're addicted to fear. We're addicted, we're addicted to, to fear, negativity. It's, suffering. it's a way people relate to each yeah. other. It's like, oh, can you believe this traffic? But that's so funny because my friend, when I first told him like to think like this or end the thought positively, he, I remember because we were talking on the phone a lot and he was like, you know what? It becomes to get easier the more I practice it. Exactly. So he was like, it actually works better and better, and I do feel better and better. So that was fun. I think that's the difference Friend. between people who are there pessimistic <laughs> and optimistic by nature as well. I think optimism, some people are more inclined one way or another, but I think optimism can be learned. I think you can sort of force yourself to kind of, when those negative beliefs and thoughts come up, you can sort of push them aside and try to adopt more of an optimistic outlook. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's not easy. Oh, yeah. But then there's always you can always find something po- like positive in it. And like mm-hmm. maybe you get fired from your job. Who was I? I was literally just talking. Oh, uh, I was talking to my friend and his um, uh, he got fired from his job when they started the pandemic. And he was like kind of devastated. He lost his job, his whole career, everything. Bam, done. Both him and his other buddy. And like, what do we do? And they're also actors, but they also worked in like IT on the side. And they lost the IT jobs. And so they're like, oh, let's start TikToking. Like, All right, why not? They now make more money than they made from their jobs through their TikTok. That's awesome. So in the moment, they were devastated and they were awful. And some people could look at that and just spend the next year in depression, hating themselves. But they're like, well, we got time. Let's shoot some funny stuff now. And now that's their business. And I think it's it's not easy. It's, it's hard to do that. But sometimes what happens in the present as negative can turn out to actually be a positive in the future. Well, because nothing yeah. has a definition until you attach one. But I think we subconsciously and automatically... Even that definition? Even that, everything, yeah. <laughs> we subconsciously like <laughs> attach definitions like automatically. Oh, it's raining. It doesn't feel like you define that negatively. It just feels so automatic. But I think we do that all the time. Mm. And that's why I feel like you really have to dig through and uncover what the definitions of things are. But that can be challenging. And that is also a definition. Yeah, I believe <laughs> we're not meant to suffer here. I think we're meant to live in peace and joy and harmony. You know, but we bring upon the suffering ourselves. You know, we are responsible. There's a book that um, my spiritual teacher, uh, teacher, Dr. George King, wrote called You Are Responsible. And it's such a great title because, yeah, you are responsible for all the wars, all the crimes. We, we share that responsibility as members of the human race. So when are we going to finally buckle down and say, hey, we need to, you know, get our stuff together. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, we can do it as individuals, and it start it starts as an individual. It starts by making that choice, like you made, mm. like, "Hey, I'm gonna start practicing to think more positively." Just by doing that, you're already gonna create. You're gonna start creating, pedaling that wheel, that karmic cycle. And if you keep nurturing that, if you keep watering that seed of positivity, it will begin to flourish and flourish more and more until you start getting greater. You know. Um, you'll you'll start picking up things. You'll start creating greater realms of access of information, knowledge. You know, people. You start meeting people that tell you things, and just the whole life mm. take off. Like you know. Do you? Um, <laughs> there's there's two theories um, that are kind of floating around. I'm kind of curious if you if you them even maybe maybe you don't think either of them. <laughs> but one is sort of um, we started evolving, and then we discovered mushrooms. 
and we started eating magic mushrooms. Is this from Joe Rogan? It's not from <laughs> Joe Rogan. You may have mentioned you know it like, <laughs> a few times, but it's from a... This um, is the recycling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. But no, it's, it's, a, it's I heard about this before even uh, was on Joe Rogan because there's a, a bunch of like scientists who sort of believe in this theory that we basically you know evolved mm. from eating this stuff mm. and Why? this sort of helped our minds expand. Because Why? essentially our, in the last like, what, 50,000 years, our prefrontal cortex, cortex started developing, which is this part of the brain. Which is which is the front of your head, and that's responsible for planning in the future. We've, and that this is the most recent part of our brains, right? And they're like, well, why did that just evolve all of a sudden? Mm. Another theory is that probably on Joe Rogan as well, but um, that uh, alien Sponsor DNA us. was was spliced <laughs> into human DNA at some the, point. The Anunnaki. Who? The Anunnaki. What are your thoughts on those two ideas? Do you think they're just kind of rubbish? Or do you think there's some truth to them? <laughs> Oh man, um, is that a loaded question? <laughs> no, I mean Joe Rogan, what are you doing here? Yeah, <laughs> Joe, go back. <laughs> I mean, if you talk about like our origins, like I can, from what I understand, what I've looked into, what I believe, our history really dates back millions upon millions upon millions of years to a different planet. Stephen nods his head in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what so did you say? Baldeck? Maldeck. Maldeck. What Maldeck. is Maldeck? Is that a place? It's a wine. Oh. <laughs> I love that. It's a planet with just wines. <laughs> no. Um, so are you familiar with the asteroid belt? You remember this from like fifth grade science? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got one at JCPenney the other day. An asteroid <laughs> belt? <laughs> So Did they the go into business? <laughs> um, I think that's about what that company's worth these days. Penny. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they went out of business. I know Filene's did. Who? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you no know, one remembers Filene's? Was it an East Coast thing? Never heard of it. Sorry, go on. I'm, n- I'm not following. <laughs> Me neither. You're not alone <laughs> I'm just no here. One? Circuit City? Okay, I remember Circuit City. Enron? Okay. Come on. <laughs> For the people... That are listening and don't know what it is. Can, could you please explain? The asteroid belt, sure. So the asteroid belt is a um, it's a ton of floating rock in between Jupiter and Mars, okay, in our solar system. And uh, scientists actually are finally catching up to the possibility that it was a planet. My the whole belt. The all the floating rocks oh, that we call the asteroid belt, right, uh, right, right. So Dr. George King, I think back in the seventies, was he was the one that kind of put it out there, um, saying that it indeed was a planet, and that that was our original home, and it was called Maldek, right. Reason why it exploded was because of our own stupidity, if you want to put it that way. We experimented with atomic weaponry. We clashed amongst ourselves, and we destroyed the planet. Now, you might say, okay, if that was our home planet, and we exploded, how are we still alive? Elon Musk? (laughs) (laughs) Your version of Elon Musk? (laughs) We got to get to Earth. We got to go to Earth. (laughs) Flash forward a million years. We got to go to Mars. (laughs) (laughs) I love that theory, though. So this was over 18 million years ago. Um, And... It was uh, decided upon this council in the solar system of, you know, very advanced beings that the Mother Earth 
could take the souls that lived on Maldek upon her back, right? So that's how we incarnated into this planet. In order to continue learning our lessons, we had to start from very low levels of consciousness until we ended up developing into a great civilization called Lemuria, all right? In Lemuria, we destroyed ourselves again. I'm noticing a pattern here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> childhood. It's kind of no. what we do here. It's kind of <laughs> what we do. We just keep destroying ourselves. <laughs> After Lemuria, again, we had to start from the slime and then work our way up until we developed a civilization that probably most of you are aware of called Atlantis. And in this great civilization, we did have contact with beings from other worlds. We had great healing powers. We were very psychic. We were living pretty well. But then again, the, the um, I guess you could call the disease, the only real disease that exists on Earth, which is um, greed, which is fear, which is power, that struck again, and there was another battle. Atomic weaponry was, again, discovered. You can actually read about this in the ancient Hindu scripts. They talk about atomic weapons that date back tens of thousands of years ago. And again, we destroyed a civilization. We destroyed ourselves, and we had to start again. And now we're in this present civilization that we're living in. When you say start again, you mm -hmm. literally mean like bugs, monkeys, <laughs> Homo erectus, or like just sort of appearing so, like there's is that more sort of a definition of like yeah so in a sense yeah so i think it's like great floods that wiped out civilization it destroyed records and it floods, also yeah it also <laughs> um um set it back tech technologically yeah ways. i mean we had to we had to evolve um technologically spiritually all of that again um i don't think we reverted no we didn't revert back to like plant life or rock life after the destruction of atlantis but we did revert back to very very primitive human type beings sort of like, like they lost everything all their stuff was in the house the house burnt down exactly now they're yeah. out with no this, tools yeah, yeah. Kind of situation you like right that or? and right they still have mcdonald's so. that always was there. <laughs> So now, so now, um, fast forward from the fall of Atlantis to the 1950s. In the 1950s, um, again, we started experimenting with atomic weaponry. We had all these test sites in all over these islands in the Pacific and this and that. And guess what else happened in the 1950s? Cold War? massive ufo sightings all over ufo craze in this country ufo conventions in joshua tree all over california uh george adamski is a great ufo contactee george van tassel uh many others um in in europe i think there were even some swedish ones if i'm not mistaken <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so so ufo phenomena really hit big in the 1950s why because they were coming to warn us about what we did in the past with atomic weaponry. So that's when Dr. George King came in, my spiritual teacher and founder of the Theory Society. He came in and he started receiving tr what we call transmissions. Transmissions are telepathic communications um, that he, he received from these beings from other worlds. And they were all very very uh uplifting powerful spiritual messages um 
some of it new, some not new, most of it not new. It's everything that we've been taught from other great masters like Jesus and Buddha and Krishna. Um, but Moses? a lot, uh, Moses, yes, Jesus Moses, <laughs> Lao Tse, Confucius, I could go on. <laughs> um, but uh, he, he was, yeah, a lot of the messages were about, hey, guys, um, you know, you're falling back into that same pattern, you know, so. This, this begs the question, though, mm-hmm. are we then just destined to always fall back into this pattern? Are we flawed at the core? No. There, so we, our true nature is is spiritual. But, so I, I found it, yeah, and I hear this a lot, like, oh, I'm new to spirituality. Oh, I don't know much about spirituality. No, you do. You just don't remember. You know, we, we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. And you probably heard we, that. Yeah, we are spirit. And that's right. why I wanted to talk to you guys about Spirit Airlines. They're offering. <laughs> <laughs> we are sponsored <laughs> by Spirit. spirit. You guys are these sponsors. <laughs> no, 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 no. But okay, I, I just have something that I just quickly want to mention just mm. because I'm curious because I'm totally new to this. So what are your approach to people when they think about life after death and they think about spirits and ghosts right what do you think about that like is is that connected in this somehow a lot of it. it it all is everything is god so I, god is yeah. everything i think ghosts are ghosts um this is from what i understand it's kind of uh souls that are in some kind of astral realm they're in a in between of being in a body yes. and being completely spirit so they're in an astral realm so they can they can't take on a body but they can still play a part somewhat so to to answer your question and this might answer yours too and and yours <laughs> is mine is, was what was your social security number <laughs> <laughs> and your bank account <laughs> very curious uh, pin code <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry we're just three robbers on we do. <laughs> this is how we communicate Continue. this is how we make money it. we don't have sponsorships yet <laughs> Sorry, but can someone get his wallet? <laughs> One day. So that's why you invited me to this podcast. <laughs> like, why does he want bank statements? <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. Yes. Dia Miko, what is it? I'm sorry. Our question about ghosts. There is life after life. Okay. There's no such thing as death. Let's find out. Like <laughs> no! I know two people on. Um. <laughs> I Why would I be the one to die? Our true essence is always in spirit, and we are not defined by time, and that's why we say life and death, and there's a before and after. But if we're always yeah. existing as this infinite energy, then there's not going to be a beginning or an end. It just is. Our mind wants to put it in the parameters of time. Well, when does right. it begin? When does it end? Well, what do you mean so, by life after life? So, so this this body, right, physical body we're touching is just a suit for the soul. Okay, the soul is what gives this body character. Is what gives it uh, uh, some memories from past lives. It's what gives it energy and character it gives it life if you remove the soul from this body it's it's nothing now there were some studies done uh i actually saw this i think on history or discovery channels some the time ago dies point six or something. Tw- 21 grams, 21 grams. Like yes. the name of that movie. yes i can't remember if that was true or just yes. proven. well 
Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. So going back to ghosts and spirits, millions upon millions of people have had these type of experiences. I myself, I sort of had one where I felt something coming, like literally walking past me, air and everything. I open my eyes. I don't see anything physically. <laughs> that, that was me. Sorry. So I'm <laughs> really hungry. I was looking for some um, food. I've also felt things behind me, like big people and all this kind of stuff. Also and me. people <laughs> see Native American guides when I do healing. So that's um, a really interesting thing with the Native so, Americans because I've actually met someone recently. Um, um, so to cut you off, but I was talking yeah. about that. We were at a, in Big Bear. And someone was like, I'm getting um, this is camp surrender weekend retreat I went to. And they're like, I'm, I'm seeing all these spirits of um, Native Americans. And they're, they're glad we're here and like respecting Good. the land. Good. It's a very interesting thing. I mean, the fun part. We just keep cutting you off. I, I'm sorry <laughs> to cut you <laughs> off, but I'm going to do it anyway. Hey. So. <laughs> all right. One person on the couch. <laughs> Speaking of getting ghosted. So, yeah. <laughs> so. I never, I was never anyone that believed in anything. I didn't want to define what I believed in. Didn't want to call it God. I didn't want to call it ghost. I didn't want to say anything because I just, I don't know. I don't want to put it into a category, but I do have one very, like a very weird situation that just made me believe that it's something going on. And it was actually because me and my mom, when I was a kid, we moved into this new house. And was something about that house. I remember I was at the house. I was completely alone. Then I heard the sound. I wasn't really afraid until I was going to go look for the sound. So it was just a sound. And I thought it was coming from outside the, the house. I looked out the window. Nothing there. And then it just comes like a picture in my mind. It's going to sound weird, but it's like a picture. And it's a picture of a woman and a child. That's all I see. And then I, but the feeling I get is the worst part. Because like my, like all my spine is just like, ooh. And then I just run out the house. Never, you know, think about it again. I was like, and then I run home to my boyfriend. Then I move in with my boyfriend. I'm like 15, 16 at the time. So I don't I don't spend too much time in that house. And then a year later, I'm with my mom at a an event or like a social gathering. I think we went out for dinner and I, I asked her, like, how do you feel about the house now when you've been living there for a year? And she doesn't believe in anything. Like she is the strictest woman. She doesn't believe in ghosts. She doesn't believe in anything supernatural. And then she says, yeah, you know, I, I have these weird dreams. Mm. And I'm like, oh, and I almost forgot this, you know, thing that I had. And I was like, oh, what kind of dreams? She's like, well, sometimes I'm not even asleep. It's just like a picture of a woman and her child. Rude. And that I remember that feeling because it was a year in between and I never told and you never her. never talked to her about it. No, I never did. Mm. And and then, I mean, the feelings when I later broke up with my boyfriend and moved back into the house, I always, I could wake up a lot in the middle of the night and it was a specific point in the room where I always felt, or not always, but sometimes felt that someone was standing there. And in a scary way or like in a comforting way? I, I don't know. It wasn't, I wasn't scared, but I wasn't like, oh, I'm peace and quiet. It was just like, wait, someone's there. No, no one's there. 
Uh, and none of us are sleeping tonight. Situation <laughs> we were talking about earlier. Yeah, exactly. You you knew from your yeah, your I just gut. knew. Yeah, gut, intuition, so same thing. Yeah, because that was one of the first things that I thought about when we were talking about this, that you have a feeling or an intuition. Right. Right. And after that happened, I was like, no, I kind of know it's something. You'd I don't know what it is. You make a great healer, by the way. <laughs> what? You'd make a good healer if you tap into that more. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, really oh, you good see? healer. You see, <laughs> career change. I just, I so, just quit my job. So, so. Go, going off of that, when, when you're doing healings and when you're healing yourself, do you think that opens yourself up for more of these supernatural experiences? The more you clear out the the physical muck that holds you down. Yeah. So, when I do healings, um, so I was, I was a. Uh, just to give like a little backstory about healings for me. Um, so I was certified uh, through my church, the Ethereum Society. We we do uh, healing workshops and we certify. Um, back in 2013, when I was living in Miami, Florida, which is where I'm from. And um, my the founder of the church, he was a great healer. I mean, he was he was able to, he took on cancer from a patient and healed it within himself. So he he got a cancer from a patient like and put it on himself and then healed himself. He at 11 years old, he his mother was bedridden. He went out to the woods and he prayed for her, came back and she was up and cooking. So this man was obviously a really really special unique person from an early age. Um so when he when he came up with this healing technique that we call the king technique he wanted it to be simple enough so that as many people as possible can can do it without having to be so extremely psychic and spiritually advanced and and the book that he that he um came out with that teaches the technique is called you too can heal two t o o meaning anybody could heal mm-hmm. it's not a gift so there's no such thing as a gift. No one is gifted with something. It's it's an ability. It's a trained ability. Everybody has the ability to become a healer. Everybody has the ability to become a great pianist or comedian or actor or whatever you want to be. The reason why there's people that, that might seem like they're gifted with like five-year-olds on YouTube playing Mozart is because they, they've trained that, that ability they have for lifetimes, hmm. right? Because this is where reincarnation comes into place. Now, you might say, oh, wow, you're such a great healer. You know, like, yeah, I started healing when I was 20. Um, But no, it's because I've had experience from previous lives probably doing healings for God knows what or who. (laughs) Can you pick up on people's, like, auras or their energies? uh, So I, I would have to, like, really, like, get get into it i can't just like say like, right now like <laughs> i've i've, I've, I've seen i've seen an aura once i think i've i think i've told you this story mm. maybe you haven't heard it but i saw a guy's aura after having a sexual experience and afterwards being his entire outline of his body was radiating white like vibrant light well that's that's what an aura an aura is cocaine. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it, was act, it was actually uranium poisoning. But, uh. <laughs> no, it is. It is an outline. So it is. Yeah. It's. It's supposed to be like an outline. So I. I don't. 
Okay, I don't claim to be psychic. Like, I don't go around telling people I'm psychic. Mm-hmm. But okay. you are. I knew you were going to say that. No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but, but well, I... You do, so you do Reiki, though, right? So the healing I do isn't... The Reiki is its own modality. Uh-huh. Um, but it's it's the same. Like, spiritual... It uses spiritual energy or chi or prana uh, energy healing. It's, it's all the same, just different modalities. And you pick um, up on someone else's energy. You can be like, oh, I'm sensing tension here or... So when I when I give healings, I um, sometimes I'm just so focused in doing the job that mm-hmm. I don't really like think about the guide, the Native American guide that some of my patients have seen, or you know this or that, or I'm just giving them love and light and using the visualizations I was trained to use and that sort of thing. Really, you know, it sometimes yeah. that my patients or clients they have more of a mystic experience than I do really like <laughs> it's just like to me it's just like here I am because all I really am is just a channel mm-hmm. a healer really is just a channel they they open themselves up for for creator god source whatever you want to call it all right a healer has to believe in a higher power in order to to bring that power upon them and they just send it and boom that's all it is, really. It's just different names for the Groupons. But it's, all, <laughs> it's all the same thing. Reiki, um, body work. So if we were to... Are we going to do one on Amanda? Or is that post-show? Should or is we? That- I, I want to do it. Let's well, do it. Not, Amanda will be the healer. <laughs> no, I, I'm can not we, the healer. Should we do, can we do it? You're healing me. <laughs> we, yeah, we can. This is what I was thinking. For Ana- for Nesto wants, what you're doing. If Ernesto wants to do it, and I could hold the mic, because you probably need both your hands, and then I can hold the mic, and if you want to... Uh, we can we can shoot this episode and then afterwards we can do it as a sub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it as a sub, not on the podcast itself. We could do it as like yeah, it'll be too much quiet. It'll be like OnlyFans mm-hmm. content. It'll just be like extra. Yeah, <laughs> give us money. We need it. <laughs> it'll be our pa- Patreon content. <laughs> we'll heal her after the episode. <laughs> She's like dying now. We're gonna heal her in like <laughs> we're Come gonna back next it. year. Um, we're booked up till then. <laughs> do you feel that? So you said you don't consider yourself psychic, but do you believe that? eventually you'll tap into those skills or is it more yes. there's a bloop there's a so you do believe that you don't i believe i knew you were gonna say that i know you're just reusing his all, right, joke. all right so like earlier on <laughs> i said that eventually we all will become enlightened beings that's part of our evolution right and part of becoming a great enlightened being like a jesus or a buddha is developing those powers of psychic powers like Jesus walking on water that's a real thing that that <laughs> that is that is not fantasy that could that is real like there are yogis in India and monks in Tibet that have these powers i know somebody who saw a yogi manifest food right in front of him at an ashram in India like a few years ago you know so it's it's like or levitating yeah and, and i i have a cousin who saw a nun levitating in ecuador you know i have i mean i and I, I've, I myself these? have felt an aura. But why not share and... these abilities mm. with everyone? Because it's go to Times Square. I think the, I think the thing is, so our, 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 our ego gets in the way, but I think it's unfolding as it's supposed to. So your cousin who saw the nun levitating. Yeah, you told me not to share that with anybody, but I'll. I feel <laughs> like funny. that was that was su- <laughs> that was supposed to happen for him and then it gets spread in that but way why not go and do it so more people can experience but but why Be- it's not about forcing it because the consciousness it's isn't forcing, th- there yet open people's minds or get us to what you were saying to that end point faster because I mean, but that's the problem like then you demand proof so yeah i think um 
it can be done that way, but there's... The spiritual if, mandate. If, <laughs> you yeah. must levitate to get into the bar. I'm <laughs> in <laughs> <laughs> spiritual lockdown. So, so like, <laughs> we were talking about extraterrestrial beings, and I was mostly referring to ones of light. But there is evil ones, too. There are great light workers, spiritual workers like healers and great yogis that are spiritual, great masters that are spiritual. There's also really wicked, evil black magicians, witches, warlocks, and that sort of thing. That's real too, right? Um, so the reason why it's not good uh, from a spiritual standpoint to go showing off your your psychic abilities and your levitation and that sort of thing is because um, then people, I think, might abuse it. People might be like, but I want to train so I could, from you, so I could learn to do this. And then, but... You see, there's a process. There's a process in spiritual path. You have to purify your heart and your soul before you can learn greater things. Because what happens then, if you don't purify your heart and soul enough, you'll then gain these great powers and then you might abuse it. You might fall back to the dark side. <laughs> this is real. This this is real. This is as real as we are sitting here right now. You know. So um, a person that learned the healing technique that I learned could use that same technique for bad can really seriously injure pers a person steal his energy you know and that sort of thing so that's why like it's very important that when we talk about these things and when we um you know demonstrate these things we do it from a place of love we do it from a place of spiritual understanding and discipline so discipline is is really the most one of the most important things in spirituality People think, oh, I'm being spiritual because I'm meditating by the fire, you know, knitting, you know, s something, a piece of cloth or whatever. That's nice and all, but that's 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 not really, you know, meditation. True spirituality is hard work. You know, it's 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 sacrifice, like you know, Have selflessness. You <laughs> that's <laughs> one. I, <laughs> that's a quick one. <laughs> Straight shooter. Well, because a lot of times, like these sort of things, um, when mm. people do psychedelics, they experience these sort of altered states. Right. We were gonna talk about that. Yeah. I think that that'd be this be probably a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, should we do, do we need yeah. a part two? We're at an hour. No, we're good. I think. Uh, yeah. These plant medicines, the natural mm -hmm. one. Natural weed ones, and mushrooms weed mushrooms peyote san pedro ayahuasca decaf these are all things not decaf uh these are all things <laughs> that <laughs> just trying to find something like which one doesn't fit in with the rest <laughs> decaf, right, decaf so you guys, guys want to know like about all right so um i'm super afraid of that because that's mm. what you talked about when it comes to mushrooms mm. because i do believe that it can you know unlock things but i just like how do you know if you're ready for it to right, unlock right. yeah so so a lot of these um psychoactive psychedelic type of uh plants and herbs and whatnot even alcohol to a certain extent um spirits it's called spirits yeah, <laughs> yeah no really no, seriously it's called spirits for a reason people that's mostly for instacart purposes but <laughs> <laughs> people can have a, a spiritual mystical experience with alcohol absolutely so um, what these things uh, do is they they activate certain um, uh, chemicals. They activate um, speaking like spiritually, metaphysically uh, chakras, um, and they can raise your consciousness. However, they do it in a f 
forceful manner because you're ingesting it and boom. Whereas the natural way is through prayer, meditation, or serving others selflessly, your consciousness will naturally rise. You, do you get what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, um, if you if you just say sip on ayahuasca, right? Which I did a little bit one time. Story time. Story <laughs> time. Um, I didn't I didn't have enough to say that yeah I had this amazing mystical experience I did I, I had a good experience because the shaman did a a, heal, a healing on me uh, after I sipped on the ayahuasca in Ecuador um, but it, it came more from the healing he did than the ayahuasca because I had very little he offered my mother too some ayahuasca my mother was in the same <laughs> same room with me bonding and i was like mom like she didn't know what it was she's oh, like no, no, great. she's like what is it and i said mommy no <laughs> <laughs> mom <laughs> trips in the so, corner You're like so what do you guys no. have we have coke sprite fanta <laughs> ayahuasca what can i get you <laughs> yeah but it was it was funny but uh i was i knew what it was i just had a few sips and then i was like all right i can't have the whole thing because i'm gonna be with my family <laughs> so um <laughs> so um I had a great time because it was a healing he gave me. It was a beautiful healing. Um, but going back to these these type of um, psychoactive uh, um, psychedelics and whatnot, yeah, it's it's forcing uh, a rise of consciousness that you might not be ready for at the moment. And also, all these things can and most likely do have side effects. Okay. Um, we're talking about like in your aura as well, mm -hmm. especially if you abuse it. All right. Mm -hmm. If you do on moderation, uh, alcohol, strict moderation, alcohol or marijuana or any of these lesser type of things. Okay. Yeah. It might not really affect you so much, but if you abuse it, obviously, sure. you know, um, and the same with mushrooms, the same with peyote, uh, San Pedro, Ayahuasca, Santo Daimi, whatever you call the ten Look at the accents coming out there. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> keep throwing some more words out there. <laughs> so now he's just naming plants. That's why, like, when it comes to these things, like Trees. I don't, I don't, I don't recommend it to to people. Mm. I don't. I really don't. I I tell them, yeah, like, just be careful. It's not really. for everyone in this lifetime, too. I think if you're attracted to it and you're really attracted to it and it feels natural not like i want to do it so i have something to talk about at burning man i think then you should go on that path but i don't think it's for everyone i don't think sure. if you, i don't think if you gave a glass of ayahuasca to every single living person right now that it would necessarily be a good thing for no sure. if you gave a cup of coffee to every single person some people would have anxiety we just call it. that new york but th that's the thing like <laughs> i you give a cup of give a cup of coffee to everyone I'm seriously some people's bodies don't react it's the same with drugs right i've yeah. heard stories like i did mushrooms and I had a beautiful, blissful experience. And I was kind of hoping not to have that. I was like, I want to go deep into like the depths of my like pain or whatever and sort of see right. what comes up. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. Um, but then I've heard stories of complete opposite where people literally like someone killed someone yeah. doing shrooms for the first time. They thought the person was like going to attack them. And it was his right. best friend. And like, that's why it's always so you hear these stories. Yeah. But then I've also heard the same thing with alcohol. I can tell you plenty of people that have had that have drank and had a great time and other people that have drank got angry and shot someone. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's... And that's from Odul's. So what would you say with mushrooms, right, what he just said, that right. someone thought that their friend was this malevolent person that was coming for them. Would you say an entity 
use the mushrooms like the mushrooms open up your your consciousness an entity a negative entity took over in some way Impossible. or was, what was the reality of that situation because a lot of people are like no he's hallucinating he's tripping sack he doesn't know what he's talking about but tripping sack yeah what does it mean i <laughs> think it's tripping? an expression it means that you're tripping balls oh like, are you making a joke no oh. no because pe- people say like <laughs> no he was if, tripping out if it, th- people, tripping sack yeah, like Brian is just an expression. God damn it. I'm it. the foreigner. You heard yeah. this? <laughs> yeah. A tripping I, sack? No, but I can like, I can. No, 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 I balls. got it. I thought it was, I thought it was like a, a He's trying a to be more pump. appropriate, formal by I'm, saying balls. If you told that. He's not tripping balls. You know what I mean? That story, the next question would be like, oh, he was tripping, tripping. He was out of his mind. Didn't know what was going on. But I want to know what you think. What was actually going on there? Because I don't think you're, oh, he was hallucinating. Yeah. That doesn't cover the scope of what actually I mean, might have been happening. I mean, I don't know for sure, but what I could say as a possibility is that yes, um, it could be that the uh, the mushrooms in this instance did open up uh, a channel for an entity, a benevolent entity to take over him. Absolutely. Yeah, because like I said, these, these um, type of uh, medicines, uh, some people call it, or psychedelics they do they do speed things up they do open things up and that's why going back i i don't recommend it to anybody um i don't really do it myself so much anymore (laughs) um i'm yeah i just don't all the great spiritual masters uh buddha krishna jesus moses on and on and on have always taught the natural way Okay, there's some people that believe Jesus might have done mushrooms or marijuana yeah. and other great beings. I don't believe that. I don't believe that I at all. That or all. I don't <laughs> he, got, he got so much done. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to the doctor. Uh, yeah, so the whole cross thing. It's, you know, it's it's just you're taking a risk. You're taking a huge risk and when you do things uh, the slow, the natural way, mm-hmm. there's hardly any risk or no risk really. Um, there is a sh- there is a quick path. There is a quick path in 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 a natural way to to raise your consciousness um, through really really powerful secret type of kundalini. I don't know if you've heard of that word. The class. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, breathing exercises are probably one of the, if not the most easy and powerful way to gain access, higher levels of consciousness. We actually all did the cacao ceremony. Yes, we did. It was a lot. It was very similar to Breath of Fire. It's basically identical to it. And I feel like everyone's consciousness. There's one coming up. Uh, We should all go. Yes, let's go. A Kundalini class. (laughs) Let's do it. I I did. I did Kundalini for a while. Yeah. I mean, are you down? You know what's I'm down. You know, it's interesting it. though. I I probably did like twenty Kundalini classes and never had yeah. the uh, effects uh, that I had with the cacao. Like the, which was more the, powerful, the cacao or the the cacao? Oh yeah. So I did the hyperventilating, the breath of fire, all that, but didn't have the really strong physical effects there's that I got from the cacao. There's something about because I've done stuff too similar to breath of fire, but in other sort of breathing things. And I, same, my cacao ceremony was so powerful, and I think part of that is a laying down. Um, the cacao opening up, whether that does anything or not, I don't know. It's basically hot chocolate. Um, but I mean, it does, but it's very, it's very, very potent. It's very potent. Right. And yeah. it opens up. We say that it's chocolate. Very potent. I mean, I had, she gave me a McFlurry. I was like, All right, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be something. 
No, but I, I like that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's try it. Let's connect. I mean, I'm open for it, but I'm actually terrified of drugs. And you, you Wait, know are we that. talking about doing a cacao? <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's I said, I want to do that. Because the drugs or the cacao? No, not the drugs. Because I'm drugs. afraid of the drugs. <laughs> so the drugs. I, but I can do the okay, breath work. So the reason why people do these drugs and everything, it's to raise their consciousness or have some kind of experience. So the topic of a... Some s- people do. Some, why, some, do some, why do some people freak out? Do you know because they're, it's about having that balance between letting go and your ego being in control. And if your ego does not want to let go because you have those type of beliefs, then you're just going to have a tussle. And it's going to create a huge energetic discourse. And it's going to be an extremely physic- physiological and psychological rough ride. I mean, I do have a big ego, though. We'll, big <laughs> we'll get to a point in our spiritual evolution where we won't need any, you know, any plants or anything like that to raise our consciousness. We really don't at this point right now. We don't. We have all the uh, spiritual practices we need, like the breathing exercises, the mantras, the prayers. Um, there's a whole plethora of exercises mm-hmm that that great gurus and teachers have given us throughout the time and and even just like reading certain books certain spiritual books elevate your consciousness i don't know about you but certain affirmations elevate your consciousness positive thinking elevates your consciousness (laughs) 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 so so you really don't need these these right. substances right. they're you know. all per- permission slips as bashar says whatever some of them are great permission exactly slips, some work <laughs> better than others but it's all tools to allow you to shift into that state but you don't need the tool because you are the one shifting into it even drugs even drugs are permission slips it's is that what you're just talking about no but the same way that an, aff- an affirmation as going for oh, a walk as a cup of coffee as a cup of ayahuasca even though the there's much more of a reality. We have a much, much stronger belief ingrained with us that this substance was going to bring us there. But then it's like the chicken and the egg thing. The DMT is already being produced in all of our brains. So did the ayahuasca, this seemingly outside of us substance, really do this? Or is there even an outside at all? Or is this just another orchestration of consciousness that opened opened me up? <laughs> enough about gr- enough about no, grinding. Ch- chicken and the egg question. I'm just thinking about. I'm sorry. This is like a complete sidetrack. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I just, when we're talking about this, I I just remembered when I was uh, a kid because I haven't watched a horror movie, and that's like one of my rules that I don't watch horror movies because I get super afraid of it. It's like Same. my brain cannot. It's like it cannot about that. No, don't turn yeah. on any horror movies. So y- you so don't I like you don't like Halloween then, probably. No, I honestly don't. But it's not a thing in Sweden, so That's I didn't why have you to didn't worry. Up your phone. I was no. What's the famous <laughs> uh, Swedish film director? Midsummer. So good, Midsummer. Mid- um, Midsummer. Ali Arst- Arster. No, Arster. I'm talking about like from way back that film, like these dark films. Im- Il- Ingrid Ilmar, no. Oh yeah, uh, Ingmar Bergman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> 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 seven, seven, the film Seven. I don't, I don't even remember what seven did, but so, Seven Psychopaths. <laughs> seven, okay. seven. Sidetrack. Side when, <laughs> when I was a kid, never watched horror movies because I couldn't do it, and I became like, I think I was like twelve or thirteen, and all my friends really wanted to watch horror movies. I don't know why they really liked the feeling of being scared, and so I like watched one. And it was this with the girl with the black hair that was like 
on her face and it's Japanese. I don't know. The, the ring. Ri- the, the ring. Grudge. Yeah. It w- the grudge or the, some. The, the ring. It was Wait, one of them. The okay. grudge was ja- a Japanese <laughs> film and then the, the ring. Okay. One of them. <laughs> one of them. Is this, is this a Mandela thing? Do you no. know what the ring is? Yes. Yeah. And do you know what the grudge is? Ooh. I just destroyed the couch. Okay. So, so I've heard of both. They both know. do exist, right? This is not going to be one of the. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> she's becoming the couch. <laughs> Amanda just. Those are listening. Amanda just fell into the couch. Amanda just it. parted the parted the cushions like it's the Red Sea itself. <laughs> she might. She might. She might, she might have her period right now, so maybe it is parting a Red Sea. <laughs> we can cut that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I really got enlightened today. Uh, what happened? Uh, How are you in the couch right she's now? She's elevating her consciousness. Must have been that cacao. I just, you know, I'm, I'm here. But she's in the couch. Just here. What if the ring and the grudge, one, only one of them exists? No, they both exist. exist. What if only one does? I it's a Mandela situation. Way, like, it sounds like it could right? be, but they both exist. The ring is like the little girl, and the <laughs> the grudge is the little girl. So like, okay, I just want to like jump in here for a second because. I feel sort of like you, Amanda. Like I, I don't don't want have anything to do with horror films. Like I used to watch a few here and there, but now I don't. I just don't feel the need to get into that negativity. I don't like you know watching violence. I don't like watching gratuitous violence. And that too. Although sometimes I do watch UFC a bit because I admire it as a sport. Like I started training right. in kickboxing and jujitsu some months ago, so I admire the ability, the technique that these mm. fighters have. And then a lot of the times they actually end up shaking hands and like they show good sportsmanship. So I admire that. But yeah, sometimes I'm I'm like, this is way too bloody. Like, ah. So I try to detach from that and just see the, the skill and ability. But when it comes to like films and that sort of thing, like, no, it's just, it's, you know, that, that, that can cause a lot of problems in, in society too. People get all these ideas about shooting up entire places and it's happened. You know, when that, what was that film, that Joker film released? Oh, yeah. Uh, there was people, like, shooting each other or that sort of thing. So, it's like, I, I understand, like, Hollywood, the film industry wants to, like, pump out cool stuff. But it is it really, like, is it really doing something positive for the right. world? Is like, it really this large of a market for violence? Because it seems like yes. that's... A- there is. 100%. There is. And yes. I think there is. And it, and it's it's not a good thing. It's a good thing if you want to make money. I don't money. like watching <laughs> violent things just because they're they're violent. Some things really just shake me up and I don't I think watch it. I disagree in this statement. Um I think horror films, while I don't really watch them that much, they can be fun to watch because it brings again that sense of being scared. And the reason mm-hmm. people watch it, most people, is they like to feel that sense of like, oh my god, there's someone here. That that thrill. It's a safe thrill. They know it's a, sp- a suspension of disbelief. They know that like they're not actually gonna get attacked by this little girl, but at the same time, they can feel but that sense of fear. That's the fun part because that's what I was getting to. Because when I was twelve years old, I was convinced that I, if I believed in something hard enough, it would appear. Which means that if I filled my you know my mind with these characters. They would appear. I was so certain of it. I mean, when I was something on that vibration I, would. Was, maybe not the exact same thing, but something that also instilled that fear in you is going to yeah, appear exactly. because the vibration so like, needs to man- be, It's going to manifest. Don't be scared. It was like, so I remember one one time I was just with my, I think, just a friend having a sleepover, and we were staring at the handle to the door, and I was like, don't, you know, and I, I had this conversation. I was like, we should not 
think about it. We should not look at it. I shouldn't concentrate on that it's going to open because if I do concentrate on it, it will. So I was like, don't think about it. Don't think about it. And that's why I stopped watching horror movies because it just spirals my imagination. No, it didn't because I stopped thinking about it. That's why it didn't open. Like with Joker, (laughs) I've, I've seen the movie three or four times and I find it just beautiful in terms of the the acting the oh, narrative yeah um i don't think it instills violence uh the same way the book does doesn't instill violence i think it can people can take whatever they want from it but i think it's a form of art it's a form of expression and like some people watched it and felt the same way you felt they felt like this is disgusting this is grotesque this is encouraging kids to act violent and rebel and all that and others got completely different uh, opinions on it. I felt it was quite beautiful. Uh, this story of this someone struggling and this character, also a character that we grew up with, the Batman and the Joker. And we're seeing the more human side of this villain. And in that sense, I enjoyed it. I just think, like, I see where you're coming from, but I, I think, like, you can portray that without having to go to to that, you know, space of grotesqueness and violence like uh, an example is a movie like star wars right Mm -hmm. you don't have like these really disgustingly violent you know parts in the film like where you see a lot of blood and guts and i mean they don't see that but they still like you know the you don't see gets killed yeah no yeah we see all this but just we do quick it's quick and we still it's still there right it's, it's still there and it's but it's done in a more classy way and like you just don't have like this overarching like darkness feel Mm -hmm. at the end of the movie and you don't have also like a lot of like profanity or sexuality and this and that it's it's more i feel it's more like like clean if 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 that's the word you know it's more classical and clean it's more like whatever violence is it's used for storytelling it's not used for exactly it's not yeah it's not like a tarantino film right yeah and I love Tarantino, and I know himself. Tarantino. <laughs> I know the same argument against Kill Bill. It's it's brilliant. Yeah, film. it's brilliant. And I'm not saying it's not. I mean, like a lot of evil dictators, like Hitler and stuff, they were brilliant people. No, but I'm saying like <laughs> in terms of an know, art form, right? I mean, you can't you to take that at like when we get into censoring and censoring mm. people and the way they can express themselves. I, think, I don't believe in censoring. Well, I that's believe really in what we're talking. Yeah, about. We'll, we'll beep. We'll beep that part out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I'm just saying. Like I think I believe in educating people. I believe in like, hey, like this is what you could do, right? But you could do whatever the heck you want. If you wanna, yeah, if you wanna do blood, gore, and you know, tits everywhere and all that stuff, fine. (laughs) It's up to you. But you know, this is this is what you could do. At least know, and this is the kind of reaction that people would have just be aware of that but we and have a lot so of them many films right because we have yeah. um a little side conversation here. we have different um yeah. you know we have love stories we have this see i think it, it can go both ways like some countries i forgot which film it was it was a marvel film um i believe and they're not playing the guy it was either china or mm. somewhere in the middle east actually and because it was two guys kissing they scrapped the movie because like we don't want this it's sort of the same thing right it's the same yeah. sort of argument we don't want our culture being you know um put down because there's two men doing this we don't believe in it we're saying the exact same thing we don't want this being shown because it's violent we don't want to i mean it's the same argument yeah yeah but i I still think violence is is different because i mean of censorship i'm saying and i don't believe in either but it's also context if you're showing two men kissing or anyone kissing and it's grounded in love versus 
people kissing in a pornographic, maybe lower chakra type of, of sexual course. energy. Or yeah. just all, gore. It's all about how like blood. You know, you know, the Sesame Street meets Bang Boss is not appropriate for a kid. Well, tell X videos that. But, but I, I think it just like that. I think having ratings is important. You know, I don't think kids yeah. should be exposed to so much violence or um, extreme and, violence or extreme sexuality. But I don't think they should too. be repressed from it. I don't think, you no, know. They should be taught it. Exactly. They should be taught, but the thing is, like, the, the most... The most horrible scene ever that always makes me cry that has to do with death. It's Bambi. Have you seen it? It's a I Disney movie about this. Shot? His mom gets shot, but you don't oh. see her get shot. You just like hint it. Oh, that's yeah. a great film. And that's it, a great it because it shows like, death, but you don't see it. That's, no, no, that's, I, that's not why it's great. It's that great is, because it teaches us that like where our food comes from. Bambi got shot by a hunter and now they're Oh my eat, goodness. Eat no, Brian. <laughs> no, but how like, often are you having teach venison? You that. <laughs> She's getting very Joe Rogan. <laughs> so, uh, we're actually, uh, are you, are you vegetarian? No, I'm not vegetarian. Oh, okay. Have you had deer meat recently? <laughs> not. Are you vegetarian? <laughs> no. Because no. I, I love the idea of it. When I saw Bambi, when I saw Bambi get shot, I wasn't like, that's where the dinner tonight came. No. That's what I'm saying. It teaches you empathy because you're like, no. And then it's like, this is the circle of life. This is like, yeah. you know, Bambi's mom gets murdered and eaten. But like, that is, but that is the most beautiful scene ever because he's just like. Why is it beautiful? Because it, you hear the shot and you don't understand it that in that sense when you're a kid because you don't really imagine it. But then when you watch it as a grown up, which I do. You like the, the then, subtlety of it. Yeah. And then mm. you just like see him in panic, just running around and, mm. and saying mom all over again. And yeah. like I burst in tears. Like yeah. I'm probably crying mm. now. When I'm thinking like, about it, I, I personally don't love uh, horror films. I don't find gore that that great. I don't. No. It doesn't do anything for me. But in terms of like as an artist and appreciating their that expression of art and that expression of diving into areas that you couldn't elsewise ex- do in real life, right? You can't go out. And, I mean, you could, but I hope you're not mm-hmm. slicing people yeah. up. But when it's done in such a, even in like Kill Bill, it's almost mm-hmm. done in a ridiculous sense. How much blood is squirting out that it's mm-hmm. almost not realistic at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a story of revenge. And like the amount of blood intensifies as her revenge intensifies, and as she gets closer to finding Bill, it keeps getting more and more people are dying more because it's all symbol uh, symbolism for that, in that regard. So I get where you're coming from. Like I don't think kids should be watching that, you know, mm-hmm. that level of blood and gore and yeah. uh, and violence. And they've done. I remember we talked about this in school. There's all these studies on this. Um, so you're, you're a teacher, right? I, I used to teach English out in Asia. Uh, for a few years but he's okay. not are you a teach teacher now. i teach improv comedy <laughs> but are you like okay. do you have a formal education as a teacher no no uh, i mean i've i've uh, uh you have te- teach i have certifications like, yeah. for teaching yeah. uh I tefl just, uh esl I, and then in school yeah. i was psychology and anthropology i okay. was i was a substitute teacher for five years hmm. really there's a in, reason why both of us are not in anymore <laughs> 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 Our no, reasons might be different, but, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, but uh, teaching can be very rewarding. There's other forms of doing it. I think um, I love teaching adults. Mm-hmm. I love teaching kids. I love teaching improv comedy. That is mm-hmm. really fun. That gets me like lit up. Um, awesome. But teaching English, uh, it's it can be rewarding in some aspects, but it just doing that 30 hours a week mm-hmm. and doing it in foreign countries it was challenging. And I'm glad I did it. But yeah. moving like it's not where my trajectory is now. Because, like, in my experience as a substitute teacher, I got exposed to a lot of, obviously, kids all the time, mostly middle school kids, mm. you know, 12, 13. And I got exposed to a lot of the music they were listening to. And, <laughs> I mean, like, the music nowadays, 
I always say, oh, the music nowadays. I mean, it's kind of the same as it was back in the 90s, early 2000s when I was in school growing up. It's just a lot of profanity, a lot of craziness. But I feel like it's kind of gone a notch above now. Yeah. Like if you look at the Grammys, for example, like, you know, it's just like, what is going on here? Like, and right. middle school yeah. kids yeah. are watching this and glorifying, yes. you know, yeah. Nicki Minaj. And like, like, some of these TikTok videos, I'm like, wait, what did you feel? You feel like, <laughs> you feel like a prude and you feel like you're yeah. really like becoming like that old grumpy man. But I remember watching the Cardi B performance yeah. and it gives at the Grammys. I was like, whoa, this is so so sexual i've i've never um this this wasn't around when i was in middle it, school kind of thing like it I, definitely wasn't it wasn't and i'm i'm sitting here thinking i mean coming from the spiritual i guess background that i come from i'm thinking like my goodness i mean this is why i don't want children number one <laughs> number two it's it's just like what is going on here like obviously like the education system the teachers here and the parents aren't doing a good job. I mean, if there are millions of kids watching this and glorifying this, there's something wrong here. Because if we have kids in the future, you know, wanting to behave that way, how the heck are we going to survive as a human race? I'm being straight up, like, honest. And it like, also begs the question, why is this what the media is presenting? Is there actually a demand for it? Or is it just there's something else going on here that that kind of media content is being right. pushed out to invert and pervert well, that's sex a good, as much as possible. That's a good question. And, and violence. Because I think, I think, honestly, a lot of, most people, most people, and I remember this from, from my teachings, most people rather do good, rather do good. Most people rather not murder and thieve, right? I think we can go around and ask people that. You You might have some few douchebags say yeah no i'd murder that person kill him easily or you know steal that or but most people i think would rather prefer something positive and and i think most people are searching for truth mm -hmm. searching for goodness you know which is the same thing so the reason why this is being pumped out in the mainstream begs the question what is really behind that you know, and maybe we could do a whole podcast about that. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah, a part yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, a part two. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, guys, we're we have to wrap up, we but do uh, dude, we need to do a part two? We can do a part this. two. We can. He's definitely gonna come back. Where can people uh, find your work or find you on the internet? Uh, so I'm. You can find me on Instagram, Ernesto E R N S E R N E S T O V S C V I L L A C I S. Um, I also have a healing thing going on, Condor Healing Arts. Um, you could find me also. I'm doing healings in East LA at a crystal store called Starlight Crystal Center. So if you're in LA and you'd like to try one of my healing sessions and come in for a talk or something <laughs> check out starlightmission.com um i also belong to a non-profit organization slash non-denominational church the ethereum society check them out they have a lot of interesting things to say in regards to ufos so yeah awesome awesome we'll see cool. you there <laughs> i hope this right. was enlightening for everyone i feel like we all definitely learned it was a fun podcast yeah, yeah. it was really fun <laughs> fell on the couch it's so much fun <laughs> I, yes, I was so enlightened amanda so really I... cushioned the conversation yeah, yeah. Was. guys this has been three people on a couch catch you next episode good Bye. night Bye.